Thanks for listening in to the official Heartland podcast. This is Amber Marshall sharing with you the inside scoop of what goes on behind the scenes with some of our lead cast and crew. We're looking back at 15 seasons reflecting on the history of Heartland and leading up to the premiere broadcast of season 16. For those of you in Canada, you can watch the season 16 premiere of Heartland on CBC and the free streaming service CBC Gem starting Sunday, October 2nd. From a series of books to televisions around the world, we welcome our next guest, executive producer Michael Weinberg, who shares his start on creating the Heartland series. Hi, my name is Michael Weinberg, and I'm the executive producer of Heartland. Uh, What happened was, I was not in the film and television business. I was an investment banker, and the only thing I really knew about television at the time was that there was virtually nothing on that you could watch with your kids and not be embarrassed. And just by by sheer coincidence, a friend of mine who was into horses um, knew about these books called Heartland, and he thought that they might make a good TV series. So out of idle curiosity, I went to the bookstore, and I bought a few copies, and I quickly realized that these books were aimed at girls 14 and under who liked horses. I, that's not what I would thought of doing if I did it. What I thought of was trying to make a family show. But the funny thing, a funny thing happened while I was reading those books. As I was reading them, I was getting ideas on how to make it into a family show. So to give you one small example, in the books, Ty is just a friend of Amy's who lives next door. And I thought, nah, he's got to be a bad boy because girls like bad boys. So I thought, well, why, don't, why can't I make him a bad boy? Uh, similarly, I felt we needed another cowboy to create a love triangle for Amy, which in the end we did do. And the last thing that I remember clearly in my mind is that Jack was very, very boring. And maybe he, we could have stories about him as another generation. So as those ideas came to me, I was thinking, well, I wonder if this would make a good series for families. So the next step I did was, I've got, I got the figures on how many copies were sold of these books. So I made inquiries and bought the rights to the books. And then I hired a couple of writers. I presented it to CBC. Initially, they were not interested in this particular project. But after a number of twists and turns and uh, attempts and different routes, and some twists bigger than others, They finally greenlit it and we made a pilot. So after completing the pilot and sending it into them, and then a few weeks later I got a phone call and they said, well, it seems that that Heartland tested number one among the adults and it also tested number one among the kids. So we're going to series and we'd like 12 more episodes and the first season was 13 episodes and that's how it became a series. The books at the time, all the books were very, very small and simple and easy to read. You could read them in about an hour each. And there, there were ideas in it, in the books, uh, which we used subsequently in different episodes. The only episode that was closer, very close to the books, was in first episode, the pilot. After that, we started to go off in different directions because there wasn't enough material in the books. Uh, we've now done 234 shows, so that's a lot more than 20 books. Even if and if we did do the books, it would not have really appealed to as wide an audience as we hope to get. The stories over time had to evolve. Amy, who started off as a 16, 17-year-old girl, 15 years later, 
she's 31, 32, and she has a baby of her own. You can't, those, none of those stories are in the books. Uh, the stories have had to develop along the lives that change with each additional year that you get older. And the stories had to evolve along with those lives. There were two characters that were extremely important. A big factor in their decision was pure luck. To deal with Amy first, uh, I must have seen somewhere between 50 and 100 girls. And I really, I didn't see anyone that I imagined as Amy, that the Amy that I had in my mind when I read the books and conceived the idea of the show. And it was, we, were, we kept looking and looking and uh, about four days before we were going to camera, I remember coming into the office and saying to myself, well, this is it. You cannot delay anymore. You have to make a decision today, one way or another. And so I was going over the auditions again and again, narrowing them down. You know, very, very difficult choice. Then by, by sheer luck, uh, self-made tape, and it was Amber Marshall. And she came on the screen, and I remember the first words out of her mouth, and she said it with a high squeaky, squeaky voice for some reason. I don't know, maybe it seemed that way to me. She said, hi, my agent told me to tell you, I have my own horse. So, and then she went into the audition and I thought to myself, there's Amy, that's the Amy I imagined. That was like, it was just, I, don't, I, I shudder to think what would have happened if I hadn't held out to the very last minute. And then luck definitely played a role. The role that I was having trouble with was Jack. Jack was difficult to cast. I had an idea in my head that Jack should look like a tall, lanky cowboy type. And I couldn't find anybody like that. Anybody in the age range of 60 to 65 just didn't look right. Just did not look right. So I, and there weren't that many choices. Anyway, I was at an audition, a live audition in Calgary. And Sean Johnston came in and he was auditioning for Tim. And there were a lot of good choices. There were a lot of people who fit the bill of what I pictured in my mind as being Tim. And Sean fit the bill and I would have, I was prepared to let him be Tim, but I had this wild idea. And before he left the audition, I said to him, look, how would you like to audition for Jack? And at the time, Jack was a much bigger role. So brought him in, we had him made up, and we did the audition as, as Jack. And I loved him as Jack. So I offered him the job and, and he took it. I think Heartland resonates because it's not, it's not a superhero kind of show. It's not an action kind of show. It's, it's more of a, of a thinking man's real life kind of show where you can identify you in the audience, any audience member can find somebody in our cast that they can identify with. Uh, they, they can't be Superman, you know, and they can't be Iron Man, but they, but they can be Jack Bartlett. They, they can be Amy, Amy Fleming. And, and the stories, I think, have been tremendous. I think the writing team has done a, an unbelievable job and evolving the stories as the characters get older, as their lives evolve. And I think that's the heart and soul of the show. It's grounded in reality. It's not built on razzle-dazzle. It's built on real life and human stories. Okay, right off the top of my head, I would say that the pilot had to have been the most important episode. That was the one that set the stage 
for the rest of the shows and still to, to this very day. If you didn't have that basis, that really was, in my mind, still the most important episode. Here we are, Amy, at home. back as quick as we could. I'm so glad you're home. Yeah. My mom and dad say hi. They're gonna come over and see you guys later. Is she okay? She'll get there, Mallory. She'll get there. There have been a lot of close friendships made on set. Our cast, I know they get together after the season. I know our crew does as well. Personally, that's been a little tougher for me. I live in Montreal, and so I travel back and forth from Montreal, and I'm the only one from there. So during the course of, of filming, but for me personally, after filming, it's really tough. I would think that the most prominent in terms of, of launching a career had to have been Tatiana Maslany who came on as a guest star, and as it turned out, she did uh, Orphan Black, where she played, I believe it was six roles, and she's won an Emmy, and she's been featured at Sundance. I would say that, that she certainly stands out in my mind. I see no reason why Heartland can't keep evolving with stories that, that are commensurate with the ages and life experiences of the characters. I have a lot of confidence in our writing team which I, I have no doubt that they'll be able to continue coming up with stories. Uh, when you think about it, I'm like 99% sure, if not more, that we've never repeated a story. And for the a writing team to keep coming up with that, I, I think is amazing. And it just goes to really uh, emphasize their talent level. So my level of confidence is so great in them that I don't think that they're going to run out of ideas. And so long as we can keep everybody together, I think we should be able to go longer and longer. Thanks for being a part of this amazing journey. That concludes our latest episode of the official Heartland podcast. Tune in to the Heartland season 16 premiere on CBC and CBC Gem, Sunday, October 2nd.